0: On today's show, how good are Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie as a backcourt? We're going to rank the Western Conference backcourts in the NBA and see what makes Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie one of the best. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Marriage Partners. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know, where would you rank Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie among the best Western Conference backcourts. Let us know. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the backcourt bro, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: All right, so you just told me that you went to a climbing gym today.
0: I did. And How, wait, hold on. How is this your start instead of like the insane flooding that happened today in Dallas?
1: No. God, do we want to... Oh, we <laughs> I don't know. How do we know how to transition to that? I mean, <laughs> well I, I was I was about to make a LeBron joke about like <laughs> you and the chalk. <laughs> this is not planned at all. Um, no,
0: I thought we would make
1: Let's a- turn the page again.
0: Um What you got for me, Isaac is, Harris? Rewind.
1: <laughs> this <laughs> um we have needed rain forever. <laughs>
0: and it's too good now i can't go back we can't erase
1: i it. know and now we can't go back but in all seriousness i'm trying to bring it back because i was fully ready for like a funny joke about you being lebron like before <laughs> you climb the wall throwing the powder up in the air and then you just took it serious real quick but no if you do not live in dallas it is it's wild um i'm sure you guys seen the news you've seen different things about some of the flooding downtown so we went without rain
0: for like two months and then got the, the amount of rain you would get in one month in 24 hours. Like we, some, some places got 10 inches of rain in 24 hours. It was like the most that Dallas County got since 1933 or 1932. It's an incredible amount of rain. So hopefully every, everybody out there, if you're listening in Dallas, you're okay and you didn't have any flooding, anything like that. We're hopeful for all of you guys out there. Um, but, yeah. Go, go make your joke about the, about
1: the job. <laughs> no, I can't make that joke now. I can't make any joke right now. Let's just talk about Luca and Dinwiddie. Gosh, is this our first time bonding together? <laughs> this, this
0: is the first one. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about, let's talk about basketball. <laughs> one of the most incredible. This Hey, must be the offseason.
1: <laughs> Don't send this to a potential sponsor and be like, hey, this is a pod that you can... Buy ads.
0: Yeah, Tekna's gonna pick this one up and put it on WFAA. <laughs> Be like, hey, Bill
1: Barr's like, so about that annual ad. <laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> oh, all right, well, let's talk about let's talk about tiering the backcourts. We've been doing tier Tuesdays when it's me and Isaac, and so we've been going through and tiering different things. We tiered the best players, the best number one options in the NBA. We tiered best supporting cast in the NBA. Now we're going to backcourts. It's the two players that we think are the starting guards now. There's a lot of just positionless players. So it was sort of hard. You get to the Clippers and you're like, okay, it's Reggie Jackson probably, but maybe it's John Wall, but it's probably Reggie Jackson. Uh, Darian Vaziri said it's Reggie Jackson will start. And then it's either Paul George or Kawhi. You start going back and forth. You're like, okay, who's their actual backcourt? And so we just decided between the two of us which one we thought was more of a guard uh, and plays more like a guard throughout all of these. And so that's what we really came down to uh, at a certain point because we were like, well, we got to make a decision on some of these.
1: Yeah, because, you know, obviously losing Jalen Brunson, now you have a new backcourt mate for Luka and you get Spencer Dinwiddie, you get year two of him off the ACL injury. And we both think he's going to have monster years. We had Greg St. Jean, assistant coach of the Mavs on the pod, probably, I guess, about a month ago at this point. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, hey, who's one player? that you think will take the biggest jump next year or see the biggest growth. Mm. And he said, Dinwiddie. And it wasn't like a bench guy or like a young guy, like a Josh Green or something. He said, Dinwiddie. And it was like, and he just built on that. I mean, spitting out the propaganda machine there, slightly biased propaganda. And (laughs) it was just, I, I agree with him though. Like, I think that, I think Dinwiddie, I am all here for all the Dinwiddie propaganda. And you say that because Dinwiddie and Luca together as this backcourt mate. How good can they be, and does that tell anything? Like, does it mean anything if you can say the line, "Hey, they're—I mean, Dan, Winnie, Luca—they're top five backcourt in the West." And it's like, can you say that? Like, I mean, we'll see. We we do these rankings every Tuesday. We don't share our our tears. We don't share our tears before we our tears. Like, (laughs) uh, before before we do the pod. So, like, we'll see. But I think that's something when you go into project things. We've heard we we've talked about Steph and Clay for so long. And that backcourt being together, you know, for so long in Golden State, it's kept them, you know, near the top for a while now. So there's something about having a dynamic backcourt in the NBA.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so we're gonna go through, and let's just let's just say who we have at these backcourts uh, for each team. I'll just go in alphabetical order by team, so that you guys know what the baseline is. Um, Mavericks backcourt: Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie. Those are the two guards that'll start. Denver Nuggets: Jamal Murray and Cadavius Caldwell Pope will start. Golden State Warriors, Stephen Clay. You have Houston Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Clippers, we decided on Reggie Jackson and Paul George. Um, Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and we think Austin, oh, yeah. Austin Reeves, maybe Lonnie Walker, but probably Austin Reeves at this point. <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies will start with John, uh, John Morant and Desmond Bain as the other guard. Minnesota Timberwolves will go with D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. Pelicans, CJ McCollum and Herb Jones. Oklahoma City, Josh Giddy, and... SGA, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. The Suns, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons going Damon CJ again on them. Uh, Kings, Fox and Herder. Spurs, Trey Jones, and Devin Vassell. Guess what tier they're going to be in? And then Utah Jazz, Conley and Mitchell for now. Now, there's two two names on here, Mitchell and Westbrook, that are probably going to get traded at some point, but we'll leave them in there for now and, and tier them as if they're going to start the season the way that they are. But let's start, uh, let's start with tier one. We did, we each did six tiers, and we put them in tier. It's like ranking which buckets or which groups you think they're supposed to be in. Start with your tier one.
1: Yeah, tier one. I have um, two pairs. I have two teams. Why 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 do you have your eyebrows? I have
0: out? more than that. But
1: oh in tier one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you have to start, and I know this is not popular probably for this pod, but I think you have to start. I almost put them in a tier by themselves, with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah. And I I think they're they're up there. And then for me, I just have one other duo with them, and that's Steph and Clay and just won a title. And I have that's the only two tier only two duos, pairings, two backcourts I have in tier one because my tier two has uh, two also.
0: Okay, my tier one has has five teams in it. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) It was like three weeks ago, the last time we did a Tuesday pod together. You gave me heck because one of my tiers had like five or six teams No, it was like, like, na- it. was like uh, nine na- it was have- like
0: nine teams. I just thought it was crazy that it had so many teams. Um
1: now you now you have a third of the conference in one tier. I have
0: five. Yeah, I have five. I think these are all pretty similar backcourts because there's because of because oh, of what they bring in, I can't, in different areas. Okay.
1: I can't wait for this because one of these, because my tier two has I, two teams. I, one,
0: one of these is gonna be in your tier three.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm ready for this.
0: okay. I told you I felt dirty about one of these, but I just think that I just can I just consider them that good. And when I look at these, if one player is super super good, it'll vault them into another tier because I've because mm. I'm gonna do that with Luca. I'm putting Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie in tier one because I think Luca is the be- okay. the best player on this list.
1: See, I have I have them third. I have them in tier two, but I have them third, and I thought I was going to be high. And I was like, dude, I'm like... No, I
0: put them up there. They, they,
1: I'm like crossing names off, and I'm like, dang, I got Luka and Dinwiddie at like the third best backcourt in the West. To me, and the, second- the Dinwiddie part of it, it
0: doesn't even matter as much. If Luka is better than both of the other players and sometimes combined, like what Luka just did to that Suns team compared to what the Suns team was able to do to the Mavs is... Like, that just puts him in the tier with them altogether. Like, you can't tell me that that backcourt is better than Luca and whoever else you put with him.
1: But but it's got to mean something, though, because this goes into sure, the whole, bit. like, bet. It, it, but it kind of go Because we're talking about backcourts, and it kind of goes into, like, the best, um, like...
0: But I think Luca makes what, Dinwiddie what? better. He Like, he makes Dinwiddie better than he would be on, by himself. Because, like, when you look at backcourts... No, I agree, yeah. Th- when you look at backcourts, there's a way that you're, like... You're ranking the two individual players. Like, all right, I'll give them a number. And then whatever their number equals. It's like, no, Luca gives (laughs) Dinwiddie like 10 more points on his average because of how much better he makes him. And I did the same thing for the Clippers, Paul George and Reggie Jackson. I think Paul George is maybe the third best player on this list. And I put him up there with Reggie Jackson because I think that that is one of the best backcourts.
1: You got a backcourt with Reggie Jackson in it.
0: Reggie Jackson's been pretty good.
1: As a tier, as the tier one, on the same level as Chris Paul, Booker.
0: That should say more about what I think about Chris Paul and Booker than it says about these other (laughs) backcourts. And my other one is Memphis with John Morant and Desmond Bain.
1: I agree with you at that. My tier one is Suns and Warriors. My tier two is Mavs and Grizzlies with John Morant, Desmond Bain. And then my, my tier three has four teams in it. All right. But. I, but that it kind of goes in. What I was going to say while it goes, it goes into the young core thing. When people rank young cores and it's like, well, Dallas has to be number one. They got the best young core in the league. They got Luka Doncic. Well, it's like, but core, you are ranking a group of players. And that's why in this category, it's like we're ranking backcourts too. I just couldn't get Paul George and Reggie Jackson there because the drop-off from the second guy, like I think Dinwiddie is a much better player than Reggie Jackson. And so I just... And I think Desmond Bain's a better player than Reggie Jackson, and so it's like I just couldn't get there with.
0: But I think Paul George is a better player than than maybe some of these other players, and so I think that he vaults them up there. And that's the one I felt dirty about. I was like, I don't know about this. You should feel dirty for that. I don't know about this. They could be in tier two, but I just feel like talk dirty to me. I just feel like they're that. I just feel like they're that good. Okay, that's just me. That's just me. Coming up, let's get into the rest of these tiers. Where else do people fall? And then what makes Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie a number one tier or a number two tier team? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about um, something we've been talking about for a while. Truebill. It changed its name to Rocket Money, and we'll tell you why. It's our favorite financial app. They now are backed by Rocket Companies and they've grown from a bill management app into a full-on personal finance empowerment tool. Remember Truebill? It lets you like cancel subscriptions that you had and it lets you go in and see, oh, I'm wasting my money on this or I'm still spending this. You know, subscription that I had with a trial. Well, now Truebill is Rocket Money. And Rocket Money will help you with over oh, tons and tons of different tools. Budgeting, lowering bills, canceling subscriptions, and more. Saving each of their members on average $720, $700 a year. And with all that growth comes the next evolution in Truebill's story. A new name. Bottom line, Rocket Money is everything that we love about Truebill. But with a fresh look and feel, start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash Locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. Download the app from the app store or Google play. All right, Isaac Harris, we're tiering the best backcourts. So we're basically ranking the best backcourts in the Western Conference. And you only had two teams in your, in your tier one. You had the Suns and you're the Warriors. You did not put the Mavericks in your tier one. I have five teams in my tier one and uh, I put the Mavericks up there. Why are the Mavericks not one of the top backcourts to you?
1: Well, <laughs> You word it like that. I will, <laughs> because I have him third in the West, and I just don't have him in We're the tearing. same. We're
0: tearing. You can't say three. You can't say three. We're putting them in tears. This is your whole thing.
1: And yeah, but I love it. This is gonna be so weird because I feel like I'm like on that first like car on the train of like trying to push forward the big Dinwiddie season. It's just I like I can't put I'm him. Slashing on. the
0: tires on your car. You got to tell us why. <laughs>
1: I, I just can't put him on the same level as a backcourt that just won the title with Steph and Clay. And I think Clay's gonna be even better next year, another year back, you know, from the entries. And like with Chris Paul, the book like I look at it in the sense of like Booker, Steph, you know, Luca. And it's like, all right, Luca's better than the other two players. Um sorry, Cyrus, don't listen to that. But then it comes, then it so for me it comes down to Chris Paul, Clay, Dinwiddie. And it's like I, I love Dinwiddie. But I feel like I'm in the majority of other people around the league that would not put Dinwiddie on the same level as Clay and Chris Paul, and that's why I just that's why I just have a, a slight tier difference, and I have them with Memphis right there in that tier two.
0: If it was Brunson, what would you do? Um,
1: probably same. Yeah, probably same. Okay. A little bit of its projection too with Dinwiddie that I I feel like some non-Mavs fans could listen to this or somebody who could clip it and be like. Locked on Mavs. Uh, you're biased. You have Mavs as the third best backcourt in the West, and it's like I feel like non-Mavs fans would be listening to saying, y'all are drinking the Denwitty Kool Aid hard for next season." And it's like because there's a little bit of projection in it, right? Like we're projecting a little bit of like a little bit step forward for Denwitty for a full season. All of that we only had him for how many ever games last year after the trade. He had you know the back-to-back stuff and all of that. So we're projecting a little bit. Because there's a world that he comes in, and he's kind of inconsistent, and we look kind of dumb that we have him up there in the same like category as you know some of these other guys. But,
0: but that's where that's where he is at this point. So the only one yeah. that we're different on as far as our top teams is I have the Clippers in in that top group, and you don't.
1: Correct. Yeah. And going back kind of full circle to the beginning, I think it's safe to say the Mavericks have a top five backcourt in the Western Conference. Yeah. And Agreed. I think that will be something that I will reference going into the season as we do a million preview things and we'll do random guests on different shows or radio hits or whatever it is. And I will reference that a ton. Mavericks have a top five backcourt in the West. And because of that, and because of a big season coming from Dinwiddie that we believe it's going to happen, I think the floor for Dallas will be so, so high this season and there'll be a good regular season team. They need depth behind it, but starting backcourt, will be a really good starting backcourt in the West. So for me, the Clippers, I'm in, in tier three. I have three other teams with them in tier three. Yeah. I have Portland, I have New Orleans, and I have Utah as currently constructed.
0: Oh, you do not have the Timberwolves up there. No. Interesting. No. That's the only other team that I have in my tier two. Now we're basically just like your top three your tier your tier one, two, and three are my one and two, basically. And the only difference we have there is I have the Timberwolves in that tier two.
1: Yeah. So Ben Stenar, tell me what you like about <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Uh,
0: see, I'm. I, I give credit if if I think one player is way better, and I think Anthony Edwards is is, is incredible. And is going to take an, another step forward next year for sure. I think Kermit is Kermit really lifts the weight mm-hmm. in that. I could say the same thing about what do you think about the Utah Jazz? Why are the Jazz there and not the Timberwolves?
1: Well, I've actually seen Donovan Mitchell put up fifty in a playoff game. And Anthony Edwards has he played in a playoff game? I don't he know. He
0: played in a playoff game. <laughs> um,
1: but no, I mean that that's where it comes down for me uh, the fact of it was easier to do these tiers based off categories instead of like tearing them off based on like who's the best. That it gets harder doing that because for me this group was star player with like semi role player yeah. running running mate. So it's like Paul George, Damian Lillard, C.J. Donovan Mitchell, and then insert the running mate. For me, it's like Anthony Edwards. You can project him if he if he ends up in that same category. I totally makes like it makes sense. I love him. I just I can't put him on the same level as like Paul George right now.
0: With that, and neither did I. But you really you're really down on D'Angelo Russell that he pulled him down away from the rest of that group.
1: Yeah, I just think Anthony Edwards is really young, and I'm not the biggest fan of D'Angelo Russell. So I'm like, all right, I need a big leap from from Ant this season for me to put him on that to call him a top five to seven backcourt in the West. I I can't, I can't call him a top five to seven backcourt in the West.
0: Let's go through the rest of our tiers real quick. And then we'll talk about what Luca and Dinwiddie can do to, you know, get it, get into that tier one this next year for you or to separate themselves from the rest of these. So uh, the rest of mine, I have my tier three is the nuggets with Jamal Murray and KCP, the Kings with Fox and Herder And OKC with Giddy and SGA.
1: That one was, I think, the hardest one for me on here was SGA and Giddy because they're kind of in the same category a little bit as Ant in the sense of good young players. I'm super high on and I'm just higher on SGA and Giddy higher than I am for like Russell. Um, They're obviously younger than Russell, but it was just I was so hard. Like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with them. So I put, I put them on the same category. I put Russell and Anthony Edwards together with Jamal Murray and KCP as like a separate.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. Jamal Murray to me is tough because we just don't know. Like we think like I've listened to lockdown nuggets guys and they're like, if anybody's going to come back from this injury, the way he works and the way that he's come back from things before it's Jamal Murray. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just would like to see it first before I put him into the tier two category, but that backcourt should be really, really good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think We've talked about Denver's additions a lot, but I think they have they had such an underrated off season of Bruce Brown, KCP, some of these like pieces they added to their core and bringing. Obviously, they're getting Porter Jr. back and Jamal Murray. I think they're going to be an incredible regular season team. So, and I think KCP is a great like fit for them defensively and everything. Three and D guy. Um, (laughs) I guess I'm a little lower on Fox and Herder than you are. I have. Fox and Herter in tier five by themselves. Uh, with no, I have them. I have them with Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Um, yeah. I'm so <laughs> I'm sorry. I had I put your Lakers with the Spurs in the bottom.
0: I so the rest of my tiers go like this four, just the Rockets, five, just the Lakers, and six, just the Spurs. <laughs> I front loaded mine, and then the last ones are just like those by themselves because I. Oof, those are just, they're just rough, <laughs> and the, the Lakers one is so weird because, like Westbrook's putting up what's
1: what's weird about it?
0: They're putting he's putting up stats. They both he's suck. putting up stats like the ones like the ones in tier two. It's just the the results aren't there, and you're like, okay, well I guess I'm just I'm just gonna take those as empty stats, and everybody hates you, and I'm just gonna throw I throw you into tier five. I
1: just love that I texted you and I was like, Hey, who do you got for the Spurs backcourt? And then, I, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, it doesn't, I matter. didn't respond.
0: Just, and then you're like, "Never mind, They're in tier six.
1: <laughs> I just put, I just put Spurs down and whatever we ranked, we ranked supporting cast a few weeks yeah. ago. And I just put Spurs. I'm not, I'm not didn't even, even write writing the names. down players. <laughs> yeah. McDermott, Josh Richardson. um, But no, I, yeah, sorry, Lakers just suck, man. Like their backcourt. So. It
0: does. It very much does. You can you can say that as much as you want, and I know you do. You and Bill. So Lakers suck. You and, their backcourt you and sucks. You uh... and Bill Simmons <laughs> going to keep doing that. All right, coming up, what do Luka and Spencer Dinwiddie have to do together collectively to become a top tier backcourt? We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, you don't have Luka and Dinwiddie as a tier one backcourt. What can they do this year? <laughs> What can they do this year to vault themselves into tier one category? For you, like specifically for you, since you I, didn't, I love this since team you team didn't that. put them there.
1: This is incredible. <laughs> um. So for Dinwiddie, I keep on going back to pre ACL Dinwiddie that season, right before that twenty twenty twenty. What was it? No, nineteen twenty season. He was twenty six. He averages thirty one minutes a game. He's right at 21 points a game mm. and like that Brooklyn season that, I mean, there were some conversations of, is he going to be like the all-star team? Yeah. He, he, like he, if you go back to some of that and so, you know, when you look at all, all the ACL stuff and you're like, all right, Hey, first year back, we've talked about that a million times when we traded for him, he was on the plan and, you know, didn't what he's saying after the, you know, after the trade, Washington gave up on me in 33 games, like, they they gave him the contract. He was thankful for that, but it's like he played 33 games for him that you know last season, and then they just traded him. And I just think that <laughs> I think defensively, if you're looking at the comparison of him to Brunson, and I know some Mavs fans have already turned the page. You're like, hey, he's just gonna be better in Brunson, and there's some bias stuff into that. And it's like, hey, I'm I I'm with you on fandom and just loving Dinwiddie on the Mavs next year. Um but I think realistically, I think you'll be able to say that he's definitely going to be a bigger body. that will be better defensively in the backcourt and however you want to feel like what's their main goal going into next season right now, how the roster is constructed, all of that. They're probably going to focus on defense. They did last year, especially early on. It's like, Hey, let's just clamp down on defense. We got a big starting lineup and I just think he's going to have a big time season and they're going to be better defensively. And I think, I mean, we haven't talked about the Luke angle of this, but I think Luke is going to be an MVP form. We're going to see him dominate Euro basket and have a lot of fun with it. But, and I think he's going to be more as as motivated as ever coming into a season. And I just think it's, it, it's setting up for a recipe to be a dynamic, really fun backcourt. And I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like, Hey, I mean, you asked what would vault him into tier one. I mean, I, I don't, there's not a time I mean, not I guess it's just Dinwiddie I mean Dinwiddie would just have to play in like a near all-star type of form and be the secondary guy that's averaging 20 points a game and taking another leap and yeah and they're a top four team in the west I, I mean I guess that's what it would have to be
0: I think it would have to take it definitely have to take Dinwiddie taking that step like you said being that productive guard with also you consider the amount of threes he's going to get that he can probably shoot if he shot the percentage he did last year he's going to get there right like he's going to be he's going to score a ton if he shots the same percentage he did he shot the same percentage he did last year from three like 40 percent uh, i don't know if that's sustainable for him considering the rest of his career but from the open threes he's going to get the gravity that luka's going to take from him that spencer dinwiddie really has never had in his career uh, he's going to get a ton of opportunity to show that he can be like a solid, you know, borderline like fringe all y type, you know, candidate, and that that'll vault them up to that next level because it is Spencer. If you if you're going to look at them, Luka Doncic is doing everything in that in that pairing. Like that's the group, that's the group uh, assignment, the group project in school where like one person is doing everything and the other one is just like over there like looking at tiktok
1: (laughs) yeah and and his three-point shooting is going to be the thing that you're going to have to watch like can he when they're running a lot of stuff through luca um you know can he can he knock down the catch and shoot shots and and would and could christian wood what is his role will that kind of play into his stats some because so like just off the top of my head i was trying to think i was like all right well who's some what's another like dynamic backcourt over the past few years i don't know why i thought about this at first but I look back at like Brad Beal, John Wall wizards. And it's like, what was the scoring breakdown of that? Cause both creating type of guys. Cause Dinwiddie's not a clay Thompson. Like we know that he's not a Desmond Bain. He's not, he's not that type of, he's not a, you know, Herb Jones. He's not that type of even like a Chris Paul in a way, because I think he's going to, he's going to be going for a shot a little more than what Chris Paul does in Phoenix. But it's like you look at like that Washington those Washington teams. John Wall average twenty three, Bill average twenty three. It's not going to be as even like that in Dallas. Like Luke is going to get his twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. But can Dinwiddie get to twenty? Can they sustain that? And can that be something they like build a foundation on? Mm. And or will Christian Wood slash Tim Hardaway score? I want to say
0: who's going to be the sc- score two? who's going to be yeah. the second leading score on the team. That's that's going to oh, be I'm, I'm, that's, it's th- Dinwiddie. That's going to be a big question because I could see Christian Wood or Hardaway sneaking in there.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, I think it's I think it's clearly Dinwiddie. That would be the second like high score. It's just a matter of like what's the margin like how far what's the difference of that man. Well, I think the question is who's the third leading score. Is it Tim Hardaway? Is it Christian Wood? And what's the difference between Dinwiddie and them? That's I'm fascinated by that.
0: I think it's more so if Dinwiddie is not the second leading scorer, something went wrong, right? Which I, oh, if
1: he's not, yeah, I there's th- a problem. Which I
0: think could happen. Like he could be like un like not very uh, like productive or efficient in his scoring, and then that that makes him less productive of a score. And maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. goes on a tear, or Christian Wood finally gets to play with a real point guard and like goes nuts and averages you know 22 a game or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's you know something else, but. But, yeah, uh, by the way, Dinwiddie was ninth in e- East backcourt um, all-star voting, like the composite from the players, fans, media, and all mm. that. He got more points than uh, Jalen Brown, Van Vliet, um, Eric Bledsoe then, Drogic, is that somebody the Mavs were interested in at one point? I don't know. Tyler Hero. Yeah,
1: this cheerleading role.
0: Yeah, so he, he he was up there. He was like the fringe of the fringe, but was was still up there as, as a potential all-star that year. Interesting. What um? What about these others? Do you see any of these other backcourts rising or falling this year? Because I I love Steph and Clay, and I love Booker and Chris Paul as like a, a duo. But Chris Paul and Clay are both candidates for like regression or like breaking down at some yeah. point during their career. Because I don't think Clay looked that good last year. Even like not even until until they played the Mavs, <laughs> basically yeah. until they played the Mavs. Uh, I didn't think that he was incredible. Like that he vaulted. That he added to Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that backcourt right now.
1: Yeah. I'm, when you look at it that way, you're looking at the rest of the guys saying, all right, who's the next, like pair, is there another pairing out there? Cause not too many teams like embrace it. Not too many teams do the Portland experience and say, Hey, we're just going to embrace CJ and Dame. Where
0: Your two yeah, max guys are, are backcourt guys. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, like on this list, it's Chris Paul and Booker, Steph and clay. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Dame and Simons um, are, are kind of, but not really.
1: I mean, if you want to do money wise, Mitchell and Conley are, but Conley's Conley's just getting a little older. So there's not a a bigger pairing in that. I mean, you can look at John, Desmond Bain, depending on where you put Desmond Bain's ceiling. Um, You know, did you know he played at TCU? I didn't know if you knew that. But you you just look down through it and it's like, you know, Reggie Jackson, I, I wouldn't sit here and try to debate like what his ceiling is. I think... I and the same for like D'Angelo Russell. I think the the three that I'm looking at, like Houston's a little far away. I mean, I guess you can put OKC in that Houston category, saying like, hey, if everything goes yeah. right, y'all can have like fun season. But it's the it's the these two, it's Lillard and Simons, it's CJ McCollum and Herb Jones. Of like, if Herb Ironic. Jones continues, but if like if Herb Jones can take another step forward and be like, I mean, he was already like a, a great, a good. Uh, you know, perimeter defensive guy, but like if he can take another step and it's like, Oh, you're like one of the best three and D guys in the league. And CJ continues his streak. It's like, okay, you, you kind of see that. Or if like Anthony Simon's coming off a big payday for him, like if he takes a big step forward as this like young athletic guy next to Dame and Dame comes back healthy is Dame a superstar. I
0: don't know, uh, but is he is, the super, but is Joe Flacco elite?
1: The superstar stuff is so funny to me because I'm like, Guys, every there's no way of winning this argument. I, Everybody has a different definition of what a superstar.
0: My is. favorite one was the Dragonfly Jones one today, where he was like on Twitter. He was like, you know, what parents, what what uh, you know, what players could your parents name? And I was like, all right, well, that's just three. That's Steph, LeBron, and Durant. Maybe. Oh, like, that's not it. A... That's like if we're really cutting it off there. My parents can name Luca because they know me and our parents to me. And other I was just they that... would not know him he, that he existed.
1: That would be going off your Kyle Kuzma rankings <laughs> then. That's those Whoa. are stars right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but us like everybody has their defin- different definition of a superstar. You know, we saw that when Mark Cuban said that about Russ. And then I was like, Well, he's not a superstar, Mark said, well, it's like, all right, well, if your definition of a superstar is winning a title and like being a, a leader lead guy on a title winning team then okay well there you go Steph Giannis whatever
0: shout out to Taylor Rooks for literally saying that straight to Jason Tatum's face
1: (laughs) she's great I think she's one of the best like interview uh yeah people in in all of media I think she's awesome but anyway I think it's full circle to the beginning I think it's safe to say Dallas has a has a top five backcourt in the west if you want to push it a step forward and say top three but I think you can say that and also admit you're doing a little projection with, you know, with Spencer Denwitty.
0: Or, like, or you're just giving Luca that much credit. He is the best player on this list. Of, if you go through all of them, Steph Curry, Booker, Paul George, Chris Paul, John Morant, Anthony Edwards. Like, you're starting to go through, and I, I really believe he is the best player on this list. Hey, come at me, Warriors fans.
1: Cyrus, let us know how you feel. <laughs>
0: Oh, they'll just throw the title back in the face. That's okay.
1: Are we too high on on Luca Dinwiddie backcourt? Let us know in the comments there. Since we're saying, I mean, we're basically saying he's a top, they're a top three backcourt yeah. in the West. Are is there anybody in the comments you think we're too dumb? You think we're too biased, or you think that's? Don't tell me if you have them one. Don't tell me that, but because I'm saying okay. I don't know. All
0: right, let us know in the comments. Let us know where you would rank those guys. Tomorrow, we'll be back with our what-ifs. Let us know in the comments, too, if you have a good what-if. Let us know about that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be here five days a week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Go listen to Lockdown NBA.
1: Boom!